Okay, this is for the end of Daf Lamed Zion into Lamed Ches, a new mimer that begins based on the Pasuk and the Parsh that says, if there will be to a man two wives, one whom he loves and one whom he despises, and it will be that the firstborn son will be of the one he despises. So the Alter Rebbe asked the question, why does it say, Vahaya, that it will be? So based on what it says in the Reb Chaim Bital, that every Jew has two nefashas, like we say, Unashomois, plural, I have made. One is called the Nefeshachienis, Bahamis. This is the life giving, animating soul that is invested within the biology of the person and his blood to give him life. And it comes from a very lofty level, but it manifests itself through many chains, through Sarim and Mazolais. Like it says, that there is not even a blade of grass that doesn't have a specific mazel that is uh, banging on it and telling it to grow, because it comes from the highest of the highest and down to the lowest of the lowest. And since it is so distant from the light of Hashem, through all of these processes of level to level, cause effect, concealments and sumim, until it is invested within a human being of flesh and blood. And therefore, it is a composite of both good and bad. And from that, a person can have midas rois, bad midas, that are uh, based on these bad yesaitis, and even intellect, because a person's seichel uh, to produce their midas. And from this perspective, a person could violate the uh, Avedas. Like the Pasuk says, which nefesh is sinning, is sinning because it is the animating, life-giving soul that is the product of so many stages of Tzimtzum that its origin of Kedusha has become uh, uh, obfuscated, and therefore the person sees himself as his own identity. Now, the second nefesh that is specific to a Jew is his nefesh alakis, his actual part of Hashem. And this comes to a person directly, without there being any uh, processes or uh, that, that transform it. Like the Pesach says that God has made man straight. And like we say, you, Hashem, have blown it within me. You, Hashem, without any intermediaries, blew the breath of life. And just like a person's breath of life comes from his very depth. And it is absolutely united with Hashem because there's nothing outside of Hashem, as is explained in Tanya. And therefore, this second level, second neshama of a Jew is absolutely continuously attached with its origin. And there is no capacity from that perspective for a person to sin and to be one who violates Hashem because he is constantly with him. We're now in the Aflamid Except that there's also the Nefeshah Bahamas that is also invested within him and conceals it and prevents the expression of the Orein Saif, as is explained in Tanya. And these two nefashas together are called in the image, in our likeness, that the nefesh is the tzelem, and the nefesh is only a likeness. Now, this nefesh is brought down into this world in order to invest itself within this animating, life-giving soul that battles with it, and to identify its innate godliness, to pull away the good from the bad, and to elevate it, transform darkness into light. That's why we are called Yisrael, because it is about the battle, Kisarisa, with Elikim, and with Nashim, Anashim, with humans, and surviving Betucha. The Nefesh Elikis that we battle with is a reference to the uh, life-giving, animating soul, to transform all of our thoughts and all of our Midas that are not directed towards Hashem from being directed towards evil to good. And the Midas are called Elikim, like it says, the B'nai Elikim, uh, a Pasuk in Eif, which the Targum explains as these lofty people of stature. Vima Nashim, this is about human struggles, because we are only human, and therefore we want to transform it from the evil to the good, 
through the Nevashalakis, which is forever aligned with its infinite origin without there being any uh, Hester Punim, any obfuscation. And what it does is elevates the Nevashachianus to that it should become subsumed within the light of Hashem. And this is Yisrael, Yashar Kale. And Kale means that it's strong, that it's dominant to battle uh, uh, and to be victorious in its struggles with the Nefeshachianus. And this is what the Pusik means when it says that the, his days are within him of 70 years, within him, meaning these two Nefeshachis, each day there is a new battle, and therefore life is not always the same. Some lives are longer, some are shorter, some are more invigorated, and so on. And it's all relative to the battle that a person has with his Nefeshachahamis, based on the stature and the character that is brought to him that he battles with it until he transforms it into something good. And this is what the Pasuk means when it says, Ata Yisrael. Uh, you will listen to the Chukim and the Mishpatim, is the full Pasuk. What does it mean? Ata now tafka here That the Ra is mixed together with the Toif. And the Neshama is called Yisrael, the struggler, because it has to struggle and defeat the Nefeshach Bahamas, transform it from good to evil. However, in the times of Mashiach, the Pasuk says that Hashem will uproot the spirit of impurity from the land. There won't be this Ra. We won't have to battle. We won't have to be called Yisrael. And to understand the whole purpose of these two nefashas that they should battle in this world, since the Nefeshachianis, it too, before it was uh, subjected to all of these processes and procedures in Tzimtzum, it also was originally bustled to Hashem. So what's the value of dragging it down so far? That through it, we have to drag down also the Nefeshachianis to go and refine it. So first we have to understand what is this idea of Muhammad that and, and its time, as is explained in the Zion. We said that the time of davening is the time of struggle. And whoever will kill the snake can marry the king's daughter. What is that? That's through davening. What do we explain? In Pesukah de Zimra, a person is detaching the evil from the good in the Nefesh Bahamas. Like it says, The loftiness of God is in our throats. And the two-sided sword is in our hand to elevate the good to the higher level and separate the evil from down here in this world. Now, when a person thinks about the infinity of Hashem, how he gives life to all things, and how it creates all things, and all things are totally subservient to him, but all, and all that has come before him is shiv, like it says in the Divriya Yom, Lecha Hashem Hagdula, that all of the Midas are totally bottled to Hashem, like it says in the Tikkun Isaiah, that Hashem is not a composite of Midas, he is beyond the Midas, beyond any level, and the Malachim declare that Hashem is detached Kodesh, meaning separated higher than the quality that we would call Mamali or even Seveh. Like it says uh, that in the place that you will find the infinity of Hashem, Dulasai, there you will also find his humility, that even though Hashem's greatness is unfathomable, nevertheless, he is beyond even this level that we would call unfathomable, that the, so, so to such a degree that his meat of Gedul is considered humility and a sort of a, a tempering of himself relative to the infinity of Hashem. And when a person will think about this and how, as a result, all sin and all negativity will fall away. That is, the Ra within himself will fall away when he recognizes that no thing has any substance before the infinity of Hashem. Because the Ra and the Sitra Akra have no innate identity outside the fact that they receive their uh, sustenance from the backside of Kedusha through the 365 prohibitions, and therefore they themselves are bottled to Kedusha. They are as bottled as the light is before the darkness. However, it's not enough to separate out the Ra. We also have to annul it entirely, like it says, 
you shall annul it. Um, like it says that he took the uh, spear in his hand. This is a, a reference to the six uh, words of the Shema, together with the 248 words of the Kriya Shema, which is called Ramach 248, is the is the spear. And this is that just like through a spear, a person takes away the life force. So too, through the Kriya Shema, a person annuls and uh, eradicates the Ra entirely. And this helps us understand this idea that we say, This means that once you create worlds, it's possible to say, uh, meaning Aleph Ches, the oneness in the Ches, the seven heavens and the earth, and the Dalit, that is the four uh, 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 directions of the world, so too in the spiritual sense, that once Hashem has dispatched these Midas, we could say, this is the seven Midas of Gedula and Gevura, the four highest, the face of the lion, and so forth, on the charity of Yecheskel. And they are all absolutely one. Why? Because they're all totally bottled before the infinity of Hashem. Relative to the essence of their existence, before they are created, we can't even call them Echad, because they don't even have stature. Like it's explained in Sefer Yitzira, that what does it mean, Lifnei Echad? What, what, there is no number that comes before one, because the very essence and fabric of it is completely beyond the concept of numbers. And this is what it means when it says the level of that even the Malachim cannot understand. And they say Kodesh, and they ask, where is God's glory outside of the Neshama of the Jew that is drawn down there, like is explained above, without any obfuscation or uh, 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 diminishment. It's an actual direct like it says, who has uh, uh, exposed the Ruz, the secret to my children, which is the level of the dispatching of darkness that no longer should be dark, that is concealed even from the eyes of the angels. Now, Shema means to understand that when a person will contemplate and it will be rooted in his heart, how he uh, should put aside the Elyonim and the Tachtonim, so that Havai should become our God, ours, Mamish, and the Neshama came down from such a lofty level, where it was this uh, obvious down to such a lowly level in order to be invested within the life-giving force that for this a person should be longing for his soul to be reunited with Hashem so he comes to the level where he has absolute exclusive love for Hashem this is the continuous impact that he wants Havaya to be Elikecha that it should be continuous that this love that comes from above that I love them uh, says Hashem that is, that his, he is impassioned with this great love of a fiery sense to be subsumed within the light of love that comes from above. Like it says, tell me that you love my soul. And from here he elevates to such a level that it is every aspect, his very, his very, very, without limitation, a love beyond anything that we can comprehend. And this is what it says in Eoiv, that from, he reveals the depths from the darkness, and he comes out, brings the light out from the shadow of death, that is, through revealing within his heart this depth of the darkness, that is the Havaya Lekenu. This dispatches the darkness away, and uh, uh, consequently, he transforms darkness to light, and it brings this light out of the shadow of darkness, this level of evil that's within his soul that becomes transformed to good. Now, in the earlier generations, evil wasn't so dominant. It was enough to be mevatel the Ra in every way with the Kriyashma. That's not the way it is now that we're on the footsteps of Mashiach. The Ra is that much stronger. And we can't be mevatel it through Kriyashma alone. And for this, we established the Shman Esrei Brachas. The concept of Bracha is 
that it should be that we ask that it should be brought down to us, this that it should be that we should have this revelation in our heart and as such we should annul the Ra entirely like the transformation and the annulity of Chesha. And the Bracha of Slachlon doesn't mean that we're only afraid of the punishment, that we should be forgiven so we don't get punished, but what it means is like a person who asks from his friend for Mechila and Slicha, that it should reveal his desire to be close to him through the stimulus of his compassion. So too, we ask from Hashem that he should reveal the 13 Midas HaRachamim, called the 13 uh, pathways of this uh, fragrance of Apaisama that clarifies and cleans up the sins of the Jewish people, that there shouldn't be anything between us this screen that separates between us. Now, during these days of Elul, in particular, we are focused on being Ma'ira, the Gimel And in Yom Kippur, it is the revelation of God's Rasa, just like it was when the Yidin uh, sinned at the time of the Egel, it was also given to him the opportunity for Slicha, for forgiveness on Yom Kippur, which is when Hashem reveals his desire to be close with us. Now, this level of Avarabba that is embedded within Bechol Meyadecha is in every way. That is, it's elevated of the, the love of the neshama like it was before it even came into this world. And it comes specifically through the clarification of the life-giving force uh, within our humanity. And thus, the annulity of its innate uh, disconnect is evil. Like it says, that he reveals the depths and from it the darkness. That is, the great light that comes out of the darkness. And this is the purpose of the neshama coming into this world to clarify and to cleanse the evil that's within the Nefesh Bahamas in order that we come to this great level of love. The explanation being that since the source of the Nefesh HaChiyenis is such a lofty level, like we say, and these are the kings in the land of Edom before there was a king for the Jewish people, however, it has fallen down through the Shvedas HaKelim, into that which is hidden and concealed via the Tzimtzumim, that conceal the singularity of Orin Saif, and therefore, when it is... Uh, identified and clarified and cleaned up this Ra through the Nefesh HaLakis, automatically we come to this immense love in every way, even as it was before the Neshama came into this world. And this is what the Pasuk means, that it says that the firstborn son will be to the hated wife, the Dafka from the Nefesh Bahamas, which is innately hated, will we produce this level of the Bechor, this level that before kings were kings. And this will be to that which is with an extra letter Yud, meaning something other, that is Mount Sinai, where Sinna was brought against idolatry and so forth, to be disgusted by Ra absolutely through the Hiskalis of the Ratzin and the love that is higher than Das. That concludes this mimer. The page continues with a new mimer that says that Hashem did not turn to listen to Bilam, and rather Hashem your God turned it around from a curse to a bracha. So we ask the question, why is this so stunning that Hashem did not listen to uh, someone like Bilam, who's Bli'ol, a person with no discipline? He's a Russia. Why should we be surprised that Hashem did not listen? Why do we say that Hashem transformed his curse into a bracha? Since he doesn't listen to Bilam at all, if you're not listening to him, then it's, he has no stature. And if you are listening to him, uh, it, or, or the transformation suggests that there is a listen. The point being that there are those opponents who criticized the Jewish people. And that's where we take the Shefer and Rosh Hashanah to confuse these opponents. They're always looking for Averas within the Jewish people. They're always trying to find some detriment. And this is what is called Bilam. That this was the way of Bilam. 
that he was always looking to find some bad thing. He stood up on the mountain and he was looking out, trying to find something bad to say about the Jewish people. And this is thus the offsetting praise that even though he came and he argued and we said that Hashem did not listen to his voice, meaning Hashem did not listen to his words at all, not that Hashem responded to his words and defeated him via argument, he simply ignored him entirely. And why? Because he did not turn to him because he's Hashem, our God, your God, you the specific person. Hashem is Elikech Mamsha. Within every Jew, there is this level of Havaya, like it says, Kichelik Hashem Amoy, Yaakov that we are an absolute part of Hashem. The point being that within every Nefesh, within every Jewish soul, there is the level of the natural intuitive love that is based and is embedded within the nature of the Jewish people, that they should not be separated from Hashem and his singularity. And nobody does an Aver unless he's inf infiltrated by a spirit of foolishness that tricks him and says that, no, don't worry, you'll still be a Jew. Separate from Hashem, even the least of the least, the most easily persuaded person would be Moser Nefesh rather than separate himself from Hashem. Why? Because that's the Teva of his Nefesh. He is a candle of God. That's his Neshama, like a candle that is burning innately without any logical explanation. It is hidden and concealed in a thick um, bath which is the goof, gashmi, in the sick, thick sack. And from there comes this possibility for the foolish mistake. When a person, however, stimulates his great love to the point that he wants to break out of this sack that is concealing him, then he fears sin. He doesn't, even if he's uh, the, the smallest, uh, lightest sin, he would avoid. Even if it's only rabbinic, because chamudim divrei soifrim, which the Maimah will explain, it is harsher the words of the scribes, more than divrei That's why they're called soifrim, writers, because we have a soifer, a writer, a safer, a book, and a for the story. The safer is the Tershav Chsav. The soifer, the writer, is the one who makes it, which is Tershav Peh. Like we know, the Tershav Peh, like the wife, surrounds her husband. And this is the level of, the, uh, of love that is indicated in the Yud of Shem Havaya. The, the very point of that Yud, the kites of that Yud, is pointed upwards, which alludes to this desire to be elevated to Ainsay, which is higher than anything we can comprehend, no thought can grasp, and all things are as naught before. Am I am Hashem, I do not change. And so too, this love for Hashem is without any explanation. It's simply because the light of the Ain Saif rests upon him, invested within his chachma, that gives life to his soul, which is higher than anything he can grasp. And therefore, it's like a flame that burns on its own and from its own. Uh, only that it gets hidden, and the person has to kickstart it. There's Rusa de la Sata, and through that he has this Rusa de la Ela, that Hashem will not even listen to uh, Bilam to any arguments against the Jewish people. This is a response that doesn't even engage in debate. The explanation being that the Yud of Shem that is in the Nefesh, the Yud is Chachma, Kayachma, the anagram of the willingness to explore everything, which is a level of symptom, it's not uh, yet the level of the Kud. We explain. We know that in order for there to be the creation of Chachma, the first has to be some degree of revelation in the process of Ashtalshalis from the infinite that is beyond anything that can be uh, ordered or organized through multiple symptom. And this bringing down of the light in, the, in, in the concealment after concealment until it becomes so compressed, like the... Um, radiance that comes, uh, the, the, the life force that comes out of the hair on the head, 
that it is nourished from the brain. We're now on Daphdal, uh, on the top of the skull that surrounds the brain, that conceals the brain, so it should not be revealed. And that's what allows for the hair to grow from the skull itself that conceals and, and covers over and surrounds the brain. And this mild uh, expression is extraordinarily compressed until it has no comparison with the irradiance of the moichen itself, just like there is no comparison to the hairs uh, with the brain, that even if a person were to shave off all of his hair, it wouldn't cause pain in his mind, in his brain. So too, the mushal, and even more so, is the creation of chachma from that which is higher than chachma, from Marine Saif, that is far more exalted than the creation of the Midas of Av and from the level of Chabad. And from Asmus of Chabad, it is invested in the Midas. However, the creation of the Chachma from Orin Soif is not the Asmus Orin Soif invested within it. It's only a tiny little fragment of it, a, an insight that is after the concealment and the hiding of Asmus Orin Soif, like it says, that he will dispel the darkness that it is concealing in the level of darkness and hiddenness, and it will be a revelation in Chachma, the Reish's Gila. And this is what we mean when we say, Hashem Malach Geis Lavesh, Hashem is the king, garbed in glory, Aftik on table, and it will be established forever. That in order that there be Tikkun Tevel, there has to be the investiture of the infinite light of Hashem in the garments in some form of concealment, so it should not overly be revealed. Like it is in Simpson. This is what it means in the opening line of Chomish Bereshis Baralikim. Bereshis, the first Giloi is Chachma. It's Baralikim, it's via the Simpson. Like we say initially, Hashem was going to create the world with Din, because the Hara Mitzumtzem has this very Mitzumtzem level in order for it to be the very beginning of creation. Because Chachma, which is the beginning of revelation and understanding of Orein Soif, that is revealed in the level of Bina, is the level of hate. The first hey of the Yudke Vavke, the expression with length and depth, fills all worlds, surrounds all worlds. But this this Chachma is in a level that is concealed, that it doesn't reveal, it is not, it is only revealed in, in little uh, spurts, in the mayach that uh, of a person's understanding. And without this symptom of Ein Saif and its investiture within the Chachma, he cannot have an expression in Mamalik Kolam and Saif of Kolam, that the worlds are totally bottled before him as if they have no existence. That now, after it has been created, and it is all completely bottled, but it's only kiloi, with that comparable sense of the chaf. It's not loi chashive, it's kiloi. And, th- and even this, it's only when it's before Hashem. But if the Orient Saif is not so revealed, uh, I'm sorry, if the Orient Saif would be completely revealed, it would be mamish, loi. And therefore we say that when the Malachim argue, what is mankind, and you should listen to him, Hashem places his small finger there and they burn up. That means he has an expression of godliness that is without limitation, uh, without just uh, without any tzimtzum, and as such, it's called the small finger, and yet it burns them up, complete and total bitter. And this is the tzimtzum that causes the creation of the worlds, that initially the worlds were created because that's simply what Hashem wanted. And in his kindness, he renews it every day, the story of creation. His mechadashit, that is, he creates the level of yesh from chachman symptom every day, because in every day, it is a renewal. And every moment, essentially, as well. And it's all linked to us. If we are ma'er Hashem to do what he will. And this requires this great effort of symptom. And this is also the product of the Sarusa de la Sata, 
that we should be bottle uh, put aside our will for his will. That is, we should be mitzamtim in the same way that we overcome our impulses, that our desires that are not directed towards Hashem, and we direct them towards Hashem. And this is the, the many thoughts within the heart of man and the advice of God that stands up, both in what is spoken, that we should, uh, if we don't speak according to God's will or we don't do um, uh, what he wants, we close our eyes to it, we don't follow after our heart, whether it's pursuing something that's permit, prohibited or even if it's permitted, like we are told that we should sanctify ourselves even in what is permitted. And it, uh, the entirety of the person should be thrown up against this impulsive behavior. And this bittal is the level of chachmah. Because Chachma clarifies and separates out the toy from the Ra. It is Mavatal, the Rutzen of the Ra before the toy. In this Kayacha Chachma with the Nefesh. And therefore our sages say, sanctify yourself. Because Kodesh is Chachma. Like we say, Kadashli Kobachar. And through this level of Bittal, that we are Mavatal and we put aside ourselves to be subsumed, we arouse a Isrusa Dila that there should be a bittal and a putting aside of that it shouldn't reveal itself through only through tzimtzum in helam achra helam. In this way, it will dispel the darkness. It will be where there's darkness and not light. And instead, that should be put away to have a total gila, even of the highest level called the level of yud, which is the chachma through the, the yud, which is the chachma of the person's nefesh.